getting your best salespeople involved, getting their opinions, making sure that they buy into these, are these steps? Does this make sense? You need to have their approval, essentially, whether it's, you know, depending on the size of your sales team, either everybody or or some committee of people that are saying, yeah, this aligns with best practices. This is what we're seeing. And I think really getting that involvement early on and that buy-in throughout the process and actually utilizing their feedback, that's key for adoption. The B2B Marketing Exchange brings together B2B marketing and sales practitioners from across the country to get the latest tools and tips they need to succeed. Now, we're bringing the insights from the stage to your ears. I'm Claudia Tarico, And I'm Kelly Lindenau. And this is the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the B2B MX podcast. We are live from the show floor at B2B MX in Scottsdale, Arizona, having a wonderful time. Unfortunately, it's our last day, so I'm still trying to just soak it all in as much as I can, but we've been having a really, really great week so far. We've got actually one of our speakers with me today to chat. We have Danny Buckley, the VP General Manager at Lead G2. So excited to have you you here today, Danny. This is your first time speaking at B2BMX, right? Welcome. It is. First time speaking and attending. So amazing. Happy to be here. Amazing. So happy to have you. I love seeing new faces at our events. So first off, tell me a little bit more about Lead G2, a little bit about yourself and your role there. Yeah. So Lead G2, we're a sales performance agency. We help organizations, primarily B2B, but all kinds of industries with everything from inbound marketing to sales enablement. Those are kind of like our really our specialties. We're a HubSpot partner, we're a Roleworks partner, so we use those tools among others. And really it's just about helping our clients drive inbound and outbound sales results. That's Amazing. what it's all about. Amazing. And so that's perfect for my questions today. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to be talking a little bit about some sales enablement. So tell me a little bit, of what trends are you seeing in the space? What's going on in sales enablement in B2B today? So I can't talk about trends right now, not talk about AI. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's a so, big topic. All the events yes, too. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to sales enablement, what we're seeing some trends is like really, well, for us, we're not asking the question, can we use AI for sales enablement? It's really like, how are we going to use it? And how are we going to use it? Mm. Well, so what I'm seeing is some really fun and easy ways to use AI immediately in the sales process, which is like coming up with valid business reasons, researching industries, you know, drafting email templates, just like some of that really basic stuff that can really expedite the sales process for salespeople. So, so that's a big one. AI, that's going to keep unfolding. Yeah. I'm sure even when this this publishes or you know this, this launches, it'll already have a lot more information, but um, that's a big one. And, and then another trend that continues to be is just how can we utilize, and I know you have questions coming on this, how can we utilize marketing mm. to continue to enable salespeople? Like continuing to grow and strengthen that alignment, working towards the same goals, working together and being effective. I think that's a big trend that I'm seeing kind of pop back up. People asking that question, how can we do it better? Yeah, alignment is that big word. It's still, it's still a hot topic. I feel like it's hard for people. People are not confident in saying that there is much alignment there. So let's get right into that topic. So how does, what role does marketing play in successfully enabling sales? What can they do to just make the sales team's lives easier? Yeah. So a couple things, what they 
need to be doing, what they can do is really think about how their role, what marketing is creating, what they're driving, how is this actually tying back to the sales process, right? And so especially in the B2B world, there's a lot there. It's, it should not be living in some other silo. It should be understanding the sales process. I just said this in my session, that if you have any marketer on your team who is not semi-regularly sitting in on sales calls mm. and having that experience and really understanding what salespeople are going through, the questions they're hearing, the conversations are happening, I think you're missing the mark and a big opportunity. So that's a big one, like really understanding and then creating the content and resources that aren't just going to help marketing, that aren't just going to drive leads, but they're actually going to move deals along at all the different stages of the sales cycle. So really thinking of what are the objections someone's hearing after they presented a proposal? Do we have the resources and content that's going to help with that stuff that we may never use in marketing, but mm -hmm. is going to help salespeople? So just really thinking about those different little areas and sales plays addresses that, which I know we'll talk about. But I think what's key is that marketers really build one-on-one relationships as mm -hmm. much as they can with sales. That it's not just like, okay, we're getting everyone in a room together and we're sharing information. That's important. We want to have those meetings and that sharing of knowledge and goals and everything. But can you create a culture where there's actually relationships happening, where people are mentoring, people are shadowing, people are learning from each other. There's a lot of different ways to do this. And I think that is a really interesting and effective way that a lot of people aren't doing it. Um, that can lead to alignment. That can really help. Yeah. And also, let me ask you. So obviously, you know, many of us are now working from home. We're not yeah. in the office together. So that portion of alignment or being able to just brainstorm together in the same room is kind of missing sometimes, right? Yeah. So are there any tools, any specific platforms that you think that would be a little helpful? Like I know it's always like, you know, Slack messages and things like that. Is there is there anything else or any other ways or creative ways to keep that alignment going even with people so far apart? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know if I have like a specific tool, right. but I think ways to use the tools is really have like very clearly defined meetings of like, this is what we're doing in this meeting. And it might just be a 15 minute meeting. I think too often we have these meetings where like, okay, we got these 10 things we're gonna cover and it's this big thing and there's all these different objectives and goals and people are getting different needs met. I find, especially when you're bringing like different worlds together, which often is sales and marketing, if you can say, hey, we're going to meet for 15 minutes and we're just going to talk about, we're going to brainstorm this one thing. Mm. That can be way more effective. There's also fun like brainstorm tools. I'm completely blanking on the name of the one that we use a lot right now. So, you know, yeah, we'll whatever. get back to they, it. We'll, get back. we'll put it in the show yeah. notes. But interactive brainstorming tools are really fun. And people love that, especially if you do have a larger, if you have a larger sales team and you can't necessarily talk to everybody, you've got 50 people on a call, having them like build out this board together or, mm -hmm. you know, drag and drop or do things like that or do polls. Just kind of making stuff fun and interactive is a neat way to do yeah. it too. And, and they have those like whiteboarding yeah, tools yeah, too, right? That kind of like stuff. online exactly. stuff. I love that. All right, let's talk about sales plays. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really know much about sales plays. Like I get the gist of it, but how do they come into fruition? What goes on on the back end before a sales play comes to life? And how does all that work out? Yeah. So what happens on the back end is usually there's a problem, right? There's a need <laughs> and some of the most common needs and problems that we face that the sales play can help solve is you know, our, our sales cycle is taking too long. Our conversion rates are lower than we want. You know, the common problems we face in sales. And maybe there's also a lack of consistency and mm -hmm. approach. Maybe there's a lack of using the content and resources that have been created or the training that's been, you know, invested in all of this. It's like, how do we get more consistent? And my podcast is called Sell Smarter, Sell Faster. And, and I say that just because- Everybody tune in. Yeah, tune in. <laughs> but, <laughs> but really, because the, that term is what I use all the time. How can a sales play help you sell smarter and faster? faster is really what it comes down to. So 
when you're thinking, could my salespeople be a little smarter? Could they have more resources and things at their fingertips that can make them be quicker and make them be a little smarter than they might've been before? That's the problems we're facing. So how we build a sales play is typically, and it depends on who you have to do it, right? Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's marketing that's totally leading this up. Sometimes it's a sales leader. Sometimes you have a sales enablement person. Sometimes you're outsourcing it to an agency like us. There's a lot of different options for who might lead up a sales play development. But Ultimately, what a sales play is, is you say, okay, what is this particular scenario? And there's a lot of different scenarios that salespeople face. You pick different ones. You're probably going to end up having 15, 20, 30 sales plays if you keep building them out. But you say, okay, a very specific scenario they face with a very specific type of prospect. So it might be a specific industry, job title, whatever it is. Who is that person, that persona? And what is the step in the sales process? So an example might be, okay, when they're, we're contacting target account lists and CEOs at staffing companies, And when we're trying to get that first appointment, that might be one sales play. So you're really looking at like these real kind of niche scenarios. Mm -hmm. And then you build out the steps that you want them to take. What are the 10 touch points you want them to have over 30 days? And you provide them with the email templates, the phone scripts, the links to the case study, the, the link to the video they can share. You're really putting it all in one place and you're taking kind of the best thinking and the best practices of your existing salespeople and your leaders and getting it all in one place. That's easy to access and easy to use. Okay. But what happens when you get pushback from that sales team, when you present the sales plan, yep, they're like, yep. I'm not doing this. Yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> um, and it happens. And so the way to prevent that, help prevent that is don't just show them the sales play after you've done it. One of my like five steps in building a sales play is actually involves involving the salespeople early and often, mm. right? So getting your best salespeople involved, getting their opinions, making sure that they buy into these, are these steps? Does this make sense? You need to have their approval, essentially, whether it's, right. you know, depending on the size of your sales team, either everybody or or some committee of people that are saying, yeah, this aligns with best practices. This is what we're seeing. And I think really getting that involvement early on and that buy-in throughout the process and actually utilizing their feedback That's key for adoption. Love that. All right. So I'm going to say you've been at the event all week, right? Yes. You've been here all week, probably attending sessions, walking around the marketplace. Tell me about your week. What happened? What did you learn? What are your key takeaways from the event? And just overall, how did everything go for you? Yeah, it's been great. You know, it's funny. Sometimes you have these, I'll be honest, you have these like kind of the sponsor booth floors. Yeah. And it's like in some conferences, you like kind of want to avoid them. And what I really like about this one is you don't want to avoid it. Actually, there's a lot of really juicy conversations happening, meeting really cool people. I've learned about so many different tools and services and things. So I've actually really enjoyed this particular, the showroom here, the marketplace, I guess. Yeah, the Um, marketplace. Yeah. And that's been a nice part of this event that I've really liked. I've met a lot of really interesting people. I also feel like there's just a a really nice diversity of people here, uh, kind of lots of C-suite folks I've met as well as people just getting into their careers. And I've really enjoyed being able to talk to a lot of different types of people in different industries. Yeah. You know, I think there's been some common threads. Obviously there's a lot about ABM, a lot about AI. (laughs) None of that's a surprise. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're hot topics in the space and we got to cover them, right? We got to keep up with the trends. Exactly. All right. Well, I mean, I think we pretty much covered everything. Is there anything that you'd like to add? Anything that we missed before we spin this infamous wheel of questions? Yeah. Very excited for this wheel. But I think the only thing I would add that I always kind of close my sessions with too on, on mm-hmm. sales plays is just get started. Like just do it. No matter how big or small your company 
company is like, don't overthink it. Just start, like use the template and like just build something and, yeah. and kind of go from there. Don't let yourself get bogged down by like it needing to be so many different sales plays and so much different content. Start with what you have and, and let it kind of evolve and grow. That's my big tip. Awesome. Love it. That's the mic drop moment. Cap. And now it's time to spin yeah. that wheel. All right. And it's been very hard, but there we go. Number six. Number six. Let's see it. Oh, this is this is a good one. Oh. What song or album do you currently have on repeat? Oh, I already know this one right away. The newest, I don't know the name of the album, but I think it's called Free. Florence and Machine album, the newest one. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I wasn't even that big of a fan of hers before yeah. this album. And it has been my like entire anthem for the last year. I saw her live last fall. I live in the Bay Area and I saw yeah. her down there. And oh, if you, oh yeah. So funny story. I had tickets for her show last year. Oh. Me and my friend got them. Uh, we got them pretty early. And then all of a sudden I had the opportunity to go visit my family in Poland. Oh. And obviously I had to take yeah. it because I don't get to see them yeah. that much. And I had to give my ticket away. So I'm still really sad about it, but hopefully I'll Next catch time. her another yeah. time because she is she, incredible. Live. Oh, wow. She's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. You know what? Let's let's do another spin. Ooh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to spend better this time. Number five. Mm, okay. I'm going to switch it up a little bit because okay. of what position you are in. What is one piece of advice you have for up and coming sales reps or sales enablement leaders? Even? Great. Yeah. Ooh, one piece of advice. You know, this actually piece of advice probably is applicable to anyone who's up and coming in their career, but I think it, it fits, is you get out what you put in. So whatever whatever job you have, whether you think this is a job you're just going to have for a year or you're planning to stay at this company and grow here forever, whatever it is, put it all in. Like engage, get to know people, ask people questions, share your ideas, be heard, listen also, and absorb as much as you can in any situation, any job that you have. I feel like especially early on, but this should never end really. Just, mm -hmm. just be putting in as much as you're taking. I think often when we're younger and newer in our careers, we do a lot more like, like sitting back, I'm just learning, I'm listening. And that's all very important things to do. But I think that like, don't undervalue yourself. Like your input, your insights matter. And yeah, and the more you put in, the more you're going to get out of it. And people are going to see that and that's going to help you shine. So that's my tip. Totally. I love that. Everybody listen up and, and take all these notes because there's some really great feedback here from Danny. Well, Danny, thank you so much for being here with me. This was an awesome conversation. Yeah. I'm so happy that you were able to present at B2B MX and hopefully we'll have you back soon. Yeah, me too. Thank back. you for He's having an me. Attendee, as a speaker, yeah. all of that. All right, folks, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening in. As always, subscribe. We're available on every podcast player of your choice, whatever, you know, was out there. I'm pretty sure we're on there. And of course, check us out on LinkedIn, Twitter, share your feedback. Let us know who else you want to hear from. And even speaker-wise, too, if you want to see any specific speakers at our event, definitely let me know. I'm always looking for some fresh faces just like Danny. So that's a wrap. Thank you all. And we will catch you next week.